breakfast. We are Geelong, the greatest team of all. We are Geelong, we're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played. Well, the Cats are on a little bit of a knife edge in their Premiership defence. The season's still very much up in the air as to which way it goes. Are they going to be able to contend for back-to-back flags? Or are they going to be middle of the road and battling for the top eight? Wes Cusworth will be of the former opinion rather than the latter. He joins us here on the show, host of the Cats Whiskers. Good morning, Wes. Great to speak with you both once again. Now, what did you do with your bye weekend? We know that a few of the Cats players went up to Cairns and you told us you were heading up there shortly. What did you do with a, a Geelong free weekend? Uh, I enjoyed my daughter's engagement party. So that was a very special occasion that consumed all of Saturday. So that kind of puts things in perspective too, as much as we love our sport. But to see your family happy is, uh, is joyous. Very well said, and uh, congratulations to your daughter as well. Now, you've got a very interesting phase of the season coming up, Wes, for the Cats from here. Mentioned your situation. You broke a three-game losing streak before the bye with a win over the Western Bulldogs. How do you feel like you're situated as you prepare for a a massive game uh, coming up against uh, the power over in Adelaide? Oh, Jacob, I think you described it absolutely, totally accurately, and that is that the season's on a real knife edge, isn't it, really? If we can get players back, if we can start to find the form that carried us through to an extended run of success last season, running into the grand final, which turned out to be a magnificent day, then obviously we can really be up amongst the contenders. I mean, Cam Mooney here in local media is saying there's only four sides now that can actually win the premiership. He's saying it's Collingwood, Port Adelaide, Melbourne and Geelong. Now, I think he's being a little bit generous, even including us in that. However... The reality is, if we can, you know, you don't lose your class from one season to the next. It sometimes is a matter of work rate and, and some of those fine margins that can turn things around. But I think if Geelong can find the sort of form that they demonstrated last season, they can give it a real shake. But at the same time, things can drop off pretty quickly. And this is just an absolutely massive game. There's no doubt about that. Um, and f- some of the troops coming back, uh, there's talk of Dangerfield, Duncan. And then a couple of the younger fellows, Holmes and Bowers. Is, do you look like getting the whole four back? And, and what, what's the difference going to make there? That is a, a really big issue, Wayne. Obviously, the, the talk is that Dangerfield's going to be right. Now, Max Holmes is still going to be subjected to a test. And we've got Mitch Duncan, who is also going to be tested. And his is obviously a hamstring situation, which can be really tricky anyway. So I, I think that Geelong obviously look like a much better lineup of it. They've got quality players of that nature back in the team. So if that's the case, then we position ourselves significantly more strongly in our approach to Port Adelaide. However, if those guys don't come up, then there's a real danger that you know we could drop this game. And um, I mean, look, it's just a, a massive game anyway, because Port Adelaide, as we know, is on an extended run of success. They're playing very, very good football, apart from those early couple of blemishes on their season. They've shown themselves to be genuine contenders. So Geelong's ins uh, play a really significant part, will play a significant part in shaping who wins this contest. Wes, last year we made the comment about uh, and complimented Geelong the way that they were able to manage players and give them a rest and all that. Are you in a position now that it's 
just about all hands on deck every week nearly. I totally agree with that, Wayne. I don't, I don't think we're going to be... Um, we're not going to have the liberty to maybe take a, a, a Patrick Dangerfield and say take a couple of games off to ready yourself and um, elevate your fitness and, and fine-tune to the point that you're going to be able to come back and be a big impact player. It's, it's everybody has to impact the game as they get their opportunities right now. So I think without a shadow of a doubt, it's all hands on deck. We cannot afford... Um, we cannot afford to offer our opponents anything by way of resting players that are marginal. We've got to absolutely have a red-hot crack at it, for sure. Wes Cusworth with us, uh, host of the Cats Whiskers back this week. Uh, the Cats are in uh, into uh, uh, playing mode again after the bye. They head over to Adelaide to play the power in uh, probably game of the round tomorrow night. Uh, Wes, you've had real struggles off the bye, for whatever reason, the Geelong Football Club. Can you put your finger as to why you come back after a week off and start a little slow? I, I don't really know why, and I suspect that if someone was able to identify why, then you know clearly they would try to turn things around. It would be something that they would endeavour to implement. I, I don't know whether just well. I mean, we all know that sport, particularly Australian rules football, is such a momentum game that when you're on a roll, you want to just keep keep going. And I, I imagine that Geelong, given the fact that in the main across the course of the last almost a couple of decades, we've been a, a really up-and-about successful side. We've never bottomed out. We've never really, never really dropped off. We've always been in a situation where um, we've been up amongst it and winning games of football. So to know that we might take a break and that might break our momentum is obviously problematic for Geelong. For other teams that languish down the bottom of the ladder, sometimes that week off can be uh, a bit of an opportunity to recalibrate and to reset. But I don't think Geelong's in that sort of situation. So for us, the buyers become problematic. We we tend to come out and not play particularly good football. Maybe just the intensity drops off a little bit. Hasn't done us any favours, as we well know. So hopefully we can overcome that and turn things around and have a red-hot crack against Port Adelaide. Whereas one of the topics at the moment is the tackle and, and you know the confusion, I suppose, that you know, what's right, what's wrong... You know, some suspended, some not. I mean, the question I've asked this morning, I mean, because of that confusion, um, I'd hate to see someone lose a Brownlow medal because of, you know, the, the tackling issue where I, I, I don't think it becomes that they've been playing unfair. What is it? Or should they be ineligible? Or is there a way that we could make it not for a Brownlow medal for this tackling thing, seeing the confusion that we've got from all levels? Well, I agree with you. I think this is, once again, extremely problematic because there is every likelihood that one of these marginal sorts of decisions with regard to the tackle, where a player's head hits the ground or perhaps the shoulder is just a little bit high on the body contact of, uh, of a, an opponent and it maybe cops them just a little bit high, and sometimes there's going to be a suspension and it's going to be one of our high-profile players. It's going to be one of our brain-line medal contenders and it's going to cost someone. They need to continue to explore and have a really good look at this because the way in which, uh, and I certainly see on social media, uh, the way in which things are going is that you know people are feeling like the tackle is obviously becoming a um, a part of the game that that is obviously under heavy scrutiny, but it's almost like the tackle's dead and... You know, we 
we, we will find that this is going to become an increasingly more contentious issue and that there is going to, it's going to be proved to be very, very costly. And, it, and historically, with the Brownlow medal, there have been players that have been suspended and it's prevented them from winning the Brownlow medal. And, and I think Chris Grant might have fallen into that yeah. category a number of years ago and, and Corey McKernan too, I think, was up and about and uh, a real contender there at one point was something very similar. So, you know, it's going to be problematic and um, we just need to continue to explore and... and make certain that uh, when the decisions are made and a player maybe is suspended and it does cost them something significant like the Brownlow medal, because we all know full well that Brownlow medals can set a player up for life in terms of their profile and their earning capacity and, and just where they take the rest of their lives. So we wouldn't want that to happen, would we? Someone just go and find Carlton's lawyer. Uh, who got Patrick Cripps off last year, and then nobody will get suspended. He's got a pretty good track record at the moment, Wes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And I suppose that that's the sort of thing that kind of stirs the pot with opposition supporters, where they can become a little aggrieved when they see that sort of thing happen. But, I mean, look, the history of Australian rules football is, is littered by um, some of those... Um, uh, Ian Finlay types who uh, argued very successfully to get players who seemingly were as guilty as anything um, to get them off their charges. So uh, that that probably will never change. And we know full well that the same sort of situation operates in a court of law. Sometimes it's the best arguing uh, representative that actually uh, wins the case. Well, Carlton's lawyer is going to win their best and fairest at the moment. That's how poorly Carlton's going. Uh, Wes, uh, mm -hmm. the Cats Whiskers coming up this week. Uh, you've spoken to a name that we know pretty well over here in the West. Oh, Damien Drum was very generous with us. gave us um, a good 30 minutes of his time talking about his experience of life in football, uh, both playing and coaching, and also then moving into both state and federal politics. And he was absolutely fantastic. And he... Obviously, we, we targeted a number of his questions with a view to uh, our Sport FM friends really being interested in what he had to say. So he spoke extensively about his time at Fremantle and told some pretty funny stories about when he first arrived there and how he was almost told where he had to live um, there down and around that part of the world. But also, uh, he spoke extensively about the current situation facing the West Coast Eagles. So I think you'll find that very, very interesting listening. Jacob, and I know that many of our West Coast Eagles supporters will be uh, pretty fascinated with at least an opinion from someone like Damien Drum on what is going on at the West Coast Eagles at the moment and maybe where they need to go. Well, Damien's nephew, uh, Marcus Drum, was actually on Geelong's list for a period. He didn't play a game. He spent time over here with Fremantle, but yeah, remarkable the connection uh, that the Drum name has with Geelong, and uh, that'll be a great chat, uh, courtesy of the Cats Whiskers coming up uh, on Friday evening. Wes, thanks for your time as always. Lovely to speak to you, and um, good luck to your cats heading over to Adelaide. Thanks so much, lads, and uh, let's enjoy the start of the Ashes as well. I know that you guys will be taking great interest in that. So uh, an absolute plethora of sport coming our way that we're all going to be interested in. Well, have you got a, have you got a tip for us, a series scoreline before we let you go? Everyone's predicting at the moment, Wes, so we'll give you that opportunity. I would say that we are going to win, and we are going to win 3-1. We agree in unison. Well, at least we're nodding along here. We'd like to see it finish that way. Let's hope it does. Wes, uh, thank you again. Thanks so much. That's Wes Cusworth joining us, host of the Cats Whiskers, Damien Drum, the guest this week. You'll hear that later in the week here on 91.3 Sport FM.